Tuesday's edition of YE1 Daily led Peter DeSim and I back to Tottenham's 1995-96 season, which began on the 22nd of June at Brighton & Hove Albion's Goldstone Ground, for a competitive home fixture, very much, in inverted commas, in the UEFA Intertoto Cup. Clearly, that extremely early part of that campaign could not be classed as a success, but we did go on to enjoy a pretty solid season, narrowly missing out in Europe by virtue of an eighth-place league finish. Cruelly exiting the FA Cup in a fifth round penalty shootout, though also quite disappointingly suffering League Cup exit at the hands of then Premiership Ever Presence Coventry City. Two days on from that review, we're delighted to be joined by a man who featured as a striker in all four of those competitions and carries invaluable insight as to the kind of club Tottenham Hotspur was in the 1990s. A very good day to you, Steve Slade. Welcome. Hi, how are you doing? Good, good, good. Steve, how, how are you? Thanks so much for your time first. But how, how are you and those around you been keeping during lockdown? Well, I'm, I'm a bit annoyed, really. So basically, I've got, I've got bowel cancer. Um, and I was supposed to have my operation about two months before this all happened. So now I can't have it. So I'm a little bit annoyed about that. But in, in general, I'm happy. I'm the happiest I've ever been. It's like a blessing. Getting uh, this, your, health, your health is okay or It's not curable. But I just feel good, you know. I just just give me a new lease of life, to be honest. All that stuff's been put on hold a bit, hasn't it? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So yeah. I'm probably I was supposed to have it sort of well four months ago now. So now I'm not going to have it probably till uh, September, October. I hope it's before my birthday because I want to go out. <laughs> I do hear that things are going again back to normal though <laughs> gradually. Fingers crossed, all Steve. The best, anyway. all the best with um, so, Steve, we, we, we're going we're to have a little trawl back, a little memory lane for you, and go through your career chronologically and get some great insight from uh, your great experience. So, you joined Spurs professionally in 1994, but what was the setup before you joined professionally? Was because I don't think uh, there was an academy system no, at the club I'm, then, I'm, was there? I missed, I'm, I'm glad I missed the I missed the academy by that year because it all started after me. I started from the youth team. I was at West Ham first, and then I didn't like them. Mm-hmm. And then I came to Tottenham, and I, obviously uh, Gazza was there, and all yep. the big stars. So obviously I'm going to want to be there, aren't I? It was just amazing. Were well, you a Spurs fan though? I'll be honest. I'm not. I'm not. Really, I was a boxing person. I think I was better at boxing than I was football. Mm-hmm. But um, my mum wouldn't let me go um, to America, so I ended up playing football, which I'm glad I did because it was good. To, to be around all the lads and it was, yeah it was it was different back in the day it was more it was more team like i can see today i speak to some of the lads and it's just it's like a business now i was speaking to christy Uton yesterday a couple of days ago and he's been, it's, it's not the same i think he said he played in the 70s late 70s i think yeah he did early 80s yeah and he was saying that obviously like the banter and stuff in training is completely gone now everyone's just off on their own and it's just yeah. not the same and um, do, who who were the senior players coming through then at the time? You mentioned Gaza. Um, so he, when you're a youth team player, was he coming through at the time? And did you have much interaction with no, him? It was Gaza, Lilica, Naeem, Barnby, and and it was a Christmas. Then it was a Christmas tree formation. People, wasn't it? Like, yeah, yeah. I think we had like seven strikers at, at once. <laughs> but I yeah. was, obviously, I was still young. Ozzy signed me, and then I think Jerry gave me my first game. 
But who would you say, like, when, when you're in the youth team there, before you sort of signed professionally, who would you say was the senior player who gave you the most help and advice? Razor. Um, <laughs> Ray, really? Razor, yeah, I used to come in with him because basically, you, you, obviously, as a youth team player, I know it's a bit cheeky, I'm, I'm going to say, but as a youth team player, you used to have to go into the ground and then from the ground go to the training ground. But Razor used to live around the corner to me, so I just used to jump in with him and uh, I didn't clean the balls in the bin for me. I used to get in trouble for that. Just getting the train and that in the morning. Yeah, I'm sure. It must have been quite interesting being in the car with uh, Razor, wasn't it? Yeah, well, I used to let me drive, so I was happy. Because after training, they'd, we'd hit them. Um, obviously, they, I didn't drink, but they would then um, go to TJ on Fridays. Oh. So they'd have, mm. they'd have a couple of drinks. And then, uh, obviously, let me drive home. So I was, like, I was buzzing. But obviously, if I finished a little bit later, he'd leave, and I had to get the train home. So I was really annoyed. Oh, God, jeez. <laughs> Did Reza give you any dietary advice at that time? <laughs> no, he said he gave you... If you see what we had for training, like after training, we had... But it was Sue used to cook for us in the in the hut there at Mill Hill, and um, we used to have burgers and sausages and stuff like that. Like wow. you'd never have that nowadays. It was the the, the diet was ridiculous. Yeah. It was ridiculous. Oh, really? And then I think when I left, um, Chris Armstrong said that Christian Gross mm. came in, and he said he just completely changed it. And then he said once he'd done that, the lads sort of well. Was there like a Spurs equivalent of you? We all hear about the Arsenal Tuesday club where they'd all go out drinking. Was there a Spurs equivalent of that? Yeah, every, every club does it on yeah. Tuesday. Oh, really? Every every club. Yeah, because we have Wednesdays off. Yeah, because that doesn't exist anymore. Any, like Wenger came in and completely pushed that out the out the door of English football, didn't he? Wow, I thought oh, it was just oh, Arsenal oh, really? who did that Tuesday thing. Oh, yeah, no, you need the, you need the Wednesday off because that's the <laughs> shopping day. <laughs> living the dream do, do you think Steve you would have been more successful at Spurs if you'd have got into the academy or do you think you'd done better not going into an academy system no I'd, I'd done better I'd done better because I'll be honest my attitude wasn't very good because I didn't want to play football and I was, oh, obviously hey. I was I was just gifted at football because as I was saying boxing was my thing mm. but I wanted to I wanted to think in England and then but they wouldn't let me do boxing and, and football Obviously, a lot of these youngsters now at Spurs, we see them going out on loan pretty much everywhere. Was the loan system big back in, in your day? I never went out on loan. I, I, but was I think, it big, though? I think, I think a few people went out on loan, but no one really wanted to leave Tottenham. What was it like sort of being in and around someone like Teddy Sheringham? Because obviously you played with him a few times up front of him. What was it like being around him? Was he very helpful for you? No, not sure. Was he not? No, he's very he, selfish. That really shocks me because he comes across as a bit of Mr. Nice Guy. Well, he wasn't nice oh. to me. Yeah. Okay. Do you think he felt threatened by you? No, I'm a kid. <laughs> <laughs> like, well, obviously, he can't feel threatened by me, but obviously he's a big name. But I know, I'll be honest, I never rated him as a Spurs striker, if you know what I mean. It's like, for me, he's not a Spurs striker. He's lucky, isn't he? Because you don't get strikers like that anymore. Mm. You just... Um, you know, got no pace, but he's good on the ball, but you don't get strikers like that now, do you? They're all fast. I'm surprised, I'm surprised to hear you say that, Steve, because uh, he comes across as the guy that most strikers would like to partner up with in terms of... Yeah, no, I, didn't. I, I used to yeah. hate playing with him. Chris Armstrong, yeah, 100%, but they would never play us two up front together. You're quite similar, I suppose, weren't you? 
I suppose, yeah, thinking about that. But in, as I said, in training, we would, me and Chris, we would like absolutely terrorise them. Because me and Chris were mates, we used to come in all the time and stuff. Obviously, when he came from Palace, I thought we were, I kind of linked on to him. And he was like, yeah. he became my mate. So he's like, I still speak to him now. Was there a player during your youth team, when you were in the youth team there, that you were shocked didn't make it? Danny Hill. I remember him, little midfielder. I know that. Yeah, Danny, Danny Hill. Danny. Jeff Minton. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I remember him, Ch- yeah. Chipper. Kevin Watson, his name, isn't it? We call him Chipper. And um, Stephen Carl done really well. Obviously, yeah. he played it right back then. Yeah. Andy well. Turner, the winger. Oh, man. Anything he'd done on the pitch, it always look over to the bench. Everything. Like, people used to rip him for that. Like, absolutely, he used to get absolutely hammered for it. But any, anything, a touch, or this, or that, it would like, run... And obviously look at the bench and everyone went, why are you keep looking at the bench for? <laughs> but I remember he scored a banger though, didn't he? Like top corner. He did, yeah, against Everton. Yeah. Did he play more than you though, do you think? Do you think he'd done better yeah, than I you? Think, yeah, yeah, no, he played more than me because obviously the, the positions that they hit there, everyone else, like the strikers, obviously I've got Jürgen Klinsmann, I've got Teddy, I've got Chris Armstrong, they've just paid record signing for. So yeah. I'm not really gonna I'm not really gonna play, but obviously yeah. when I left, which I never should have done, just bad advice, I should never have left Spurs, is when I left you moved the training ground around the corner to my house in Chigwell, so I was in Bucket Steel. Yeah. And then uh, all the strikers got injured for about three months. Oh, they yeah. did, didn't they? Oh, yeah. Oh, they you would have oh. been a shoe in. I know. Yeah. I know. What was it like working with uh, Jurgen? Did you and the strikers work together? Oh, he's a legend. Yeah. Absolute legend. Such a nice guy. Always helping. He's the fittest man I've ever seen. He came in an old banger beetle actual real football if you know what I mean like he, he loves football you, know, you never see him going out getting drunk you never see you don't see him swearing or getting angry he's always got time for the kids and fans and he just like that's who you want to be like during your time there do you think he was the best trainer you've ever seen yeah 100% what sort of stuff would he have done in training he was teaching us how to do dives, obviously. Mm-hmm. <laughs> teaching us how to head the ball, like diving headers, volleys, like anything, anything good. He can just he was you just watching like you just standing there watching like if you're playing like a reserves, be like you know like you do the team games and you got the game on the Thursday. I was just standing watching. Like, Slayer, you got to do that. Oh yeah, sorry, bloody hell. I'm watching him. He's just because you got him. You got Naeem just doing tricks all the time. It's just like oh my god, these guys are amazing. Like. <laughs> Naeem was a wonderful footballer, wasn't he? He was so gifted. Yeah, yeah I used to cut my socks because he used to cut his socks. So he had bare feet in his shoes. And obviously, you're not allowed to do that as a kid, are you? In reserves. Uh, yeah. But I used to get in trouble for that. I'd go, yeah, but Naeem does it. And then obviously, if I do like Naeem, I'll play like him. He, he, was, got, he was quite a character, though, wasn't he, Naeem? He was really yeah. popular with, with the players, wasn't he? Yeah, it's because he's just a nice... Look, all the foreign people were nice. There was mm. none of the foreigners, like, obviously, I still speak to Vega now, Ramon Vega. I oh, do you? Like, yeah, he's, he's a hedge fund. You've got a hedge fund company oh, okay. in London. So, yeah, I yeah. speak to him a lot. I speak to Chris and Foxy and sometimes a bit of Jason. That's it, really, from football. Don't yeah, see, I, I, I remember Jason Dazelle quite a lot when I was younger. Cause every time he used to go to these raves and nightclubs, he used to always be in these places in Essex. Yeah. So he, yeah. he was a regular yeah. in the clubbing yeah. scene. And I, mem- yeah. I remember one night he was out, like, absolutely mangled in this place. Then yeah. he had a game the next day for Ipswich. This must have been early in his career, but I think he's quite a character, wasn't he? Yeah. Right, listen, they, they used to all drink it when, uh, when we used to go away. I couldn't believe it when I first saw it. Uh, first time I travelled with the first team. It was all, obviously, I, I used to room on my own. I used to, like, room on my own. 
And I remember Teddy was in there, Chris Soul, Foxy, Gazelle, Justin Edinburgh. And obviously after, you know, you've got to go up to your room, you're not allowed out. They always just come in mind. So I had a Sega Mega Drive. And they used to come <laughs> in and playing golf and stuff like that. And they all did like beers and drinking beers the night before. But then go out and win the next day. Really? Uh, yeah, I was just like, I don't understand. But I never, that's why I probably never jumped beer. Because I was like, no, pints of beer, it's not for me. I'm surprised. <laughs> Sol Campbell, was he a drinker? No, no, no. He was, he's, um, he's a professional, isn't he? He used to miss the football as well. Yeah. Did, was, was he popular amongst the lads, though? Did you, did you like him, Steve? Uh, yeah, he, I met him with my mate. So he's only like a year older than me, I think, isn't he? A year or yeah. two older than me. So, but he's like, I think, no, I think he's a year older. He was in Jeff Minton's group. So he was a year older. But yeah, well, me, me and Sol were, were all right. As I said, the guys that you're sitting with, they're just your mates. They're just that mine and play football. Yeah. It's, like, it's no different. Like, people go, oh, well, you know, it's, yeah, but I work with them every day. And sometimes you'll get on nerves. Sometimes it's just the same as anything, working in a bank or a builder. Yeah. You, you get on with people and then you don't. You know? That's a great point. Um, and do you think Sol, because in, in that season you played, Sol played quite a lot in midfield, didn't he? Did you he, played, play? he played everywhere. <laughs> Do you think, wait, where's, He's not where's, a midfielder. You stay at the back. You're not a striker, neither. But at back, you can't get past him. And if you do, he'll catch you. He was a great defender, though, wasn't he? And, yeah, and that's he, what I mean. Defending was great, but obviously yeah. the midfield. Like, he's not. He's too big. He isn't. He hasn't got his. Like, Maldini's different because he's big, but he's got skills. Because he's yeah. foreign. But Sol's just big. And yeah, just can't get past him. But was so was so popular amongst amongst the group though because so he you know he gets a bit of bad press. I mean we 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 done a Soul Campbell special about yeah. a month back. We sort of you know we, we obviously we were angry with him, but we don't yeah. blame him for leaving. But I, I I just don't get the impression that he's very popular amongst the group of teams he's played in, like England or Arsenal. So it's, it's good to hear that he was popular at Spurs. Yeah, That's interesting. He, he, yeah, he was because obviously he was a kid then, wasn't he? But mm. obviously, I, I know why he left Spurs, and I know what they've done. And obviously, you shouldn't really be going to Arsenal, but it was like an FU to Sugar, you know? Yeah. Obviously, the way that they were treating him. Obviously, they offered us all contracts, and he was playing for England and everything. But he signed it, and I didn't. Because I was like, no, I'm not signing for that. We don't blame him, Peter, do we, uh, for leaving Spurs, but we were just angry with him, as you say. I don't speak to him anymore, but he's gone a bit... It's a bit weird. One minute I want to be mayor, next minute it's footballers. Oh, I'm not. I'm not getting this because I'm black. I'm like, so you can't be saying things like that, man. That's ridiculous. I would have been England manager. And that. No, you wouldn't. Have. No, you're <laughs> right. You, you just play. You're, you're a footballer. You haven't got because obviously you get you get lad, lads in there like Mabsy. You get like Justin. Justin, what? He's the one of the nicest guys you'll ever meet. But you'll get people like that who will know about football when you go in, you have to watch the videos and stuff on a Monday and you hear them talking where it's just, like, I'll be honest, the black boys, we don't really say nothing because, you know, we have a score of goals or we're having a bad game. That's yeah. it. You know, there's no, there's no in between. Did you feel you didn't get the opportunities, though, under Francis? And do you think if it would have been a different manager, you possibly would have broken through? No, because I start. That's the thing, I started, and then I was in the squad, and then, obviously, I had to go and play for England which mm-hmm. I didn't want to do. And he was like, no, you have to. And then they offered me like, a ridiculous contract. I remember it was on the way home from a Newcastle game. And he'd give it to me on the back of the bus. And it's, I should have just signed it. I don't know. I didn't have any, I didn't have anybody around me, you know, to yeah. give me advice. Like, sign that, silly boy. 
stay yeah. there for two years and yeah. you know what's going to happen. And that's what I'm saying. I would have stepped further than that and stayed there. Well, we'd be having a different conversation right now. But, yeah. you know, it's you, one of them things. You don't have that hindsight. I'm not angry. Yeah. How did you come to the attention of Ozzy? You see Ozzy signed you. Well, basically, no one wanted to sign me because I had a bad attitude. I didn't think I had a bad attitude. I just didn't want to clean balls and bibs. Uh, that's not what I want to do. Fair I want to play football. <laughs> and why would I get the training when Razor lives around the corners to me? Obviously, we have to be in at nine and the pros have to be in at 11. So I'd get up at quarter past 10 and they'd pick me up. <laughs> right. Keith Warden. Is it Keith Warden? Yeah, yeah the youth team guy. Youth team. Um, Keith, he yeah. liked me. Chris Newton yeah. obviously liked me, but he was like, oh, Stephen, that is, that's why I had to bring him up the other day. And I was just like, oh, I've got to apologise for my behaviour and how I was with you. Obviously, that since I've had this bowel cancer, it's made me see different things uh, and value stuff. And you know, I've just been apologising and doing stuff like that. But um, that's interesting. Yeah, I got in. Um, I remember that, that it was it was the day of signing your contract. Pat Holland, none of them wanted me because I had a bad attitude. But then that day, Ozzy came to watch the game at the training ground, and I scored a hat trick wow. accidentally. One hit my head, went top corner. I went to shoot my right foot, hit my left foot, another top corner, and then um, I and then I went round the keeper. So it was just like, no, I'm signing him. And it was like, no, be. no, no. And I was like, no, 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 it's got a hat trick. <laughs> that must have been a great day for you to, to, to sign for them. So if we can sort of go on a little bit to your career at Spurs, I think your first game was Chester, where you played for the first team. But if we can just concentrate on your league game, you played... Your first sort of game you came on the league was Wimbledon away. Do you remember much about that? You came on in 85 minutes. I remember it being cold. That's what I remember. So I'm like, why are, you being, why are you being... That's the thing. Like, my attitude wasn't right for football because I didn't want to play football. So I'm like, why are you bringing me on at 85 minutes? What am I going to do? There's no I mean, point you, you bringing me on. You played a little bit away on Boxing Day at Southampton, but then your actual first start was against Southampton at White Hart Lane. I, I was actually at that game. I, mean, I remember the volley. As well, yeah. he missed the volley and he hit the, he hit the post, it, didn't he hit the post. Yeah. I was gutted. Yeah. I had so much time, I could have brought that, because obviously I remember doing the run and I remember Soul chipping me in. Yeah. And I had so much time, but because that, I forgot his name now. Ken Moncal was playing at the Yeah, that's it, that's, oh, it. that's it. Oh, I remember that's him, it. Yeah. 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 Yeah, and I remember him. He's just massive and he just to scare me all the time. Yeah, he was like, a big, but I mean, you actually played that well. Like, Peter, I don't know if you remember at the time, I mean, as fans, Steve, you know, we always want, you know, our youth team players to come through. And yeah. I remember me and the lads at the time were sort of saying that you should be given a run because when you come on, you were quick and you were aggressive and you were pacey. And I used to get really angry when like, Rosenthal used to play ahead of you. They used to drive us mental, me and the lads. You, remember, yeah. you used to get angry when he used to play in front of you. You never knew what you were getting with him. He used to drive us mad. Do you remember the, the I think it's a cup, a cup game? And he, he tackled me as I was just about to shoot and it hit the post. Like, no. It was last minute. I just See. went to shoot and he come and tried to tackle me to shoot. Did you like him? He's actually a really nice guy, but he, yeah. like, his, his, his football was just it was shocking. <laughs> yeah, it was shocking. Peter, yeah. what did you think of him? I just uh, I thought he was just like, uh, like you say, you never knew what you were going to get. It was a bit of a loose cannon yeah. kind of guy, you know, <laughs> very unpredictable. Yeah, he could sort of hit a hat-trick one day and the next, you know, miss a sitter the next minute. You know what I mean? It's one of those... He never seemed to have the ball under control. No, it's never under control. In training, he's never, he's got the worst touch. When we sort of got to the ground on that day, I think it was in March, I think, and then me and the lads got there and, yeah, we heard your plan and we were just quite excited by it. And I remember that you got really good reception. Do you remember that? Yeah, I, lo I, I love I love those fans. They're always nice to me. That was the best bit. I, I, I didn't care about playing. It's like talking to the fans after 
I think because you, you put in a lot of effort and you ran around, you know. That's what you're meant to do, though, isn't it? Uh, well, some 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 players <laughs> cope, though, Peter. I'm sure. Try saying that to Pavlochenko. Yeah, yeah, you're right. And then after, <laughs> so after that game, you you, know, you 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 got substituted. I think uh, about towards the end, I vaguely remember. And then, then you played. Cramped. Yeah, that's right. You got cramped, didn't you? That's yeah, right. But then, then you played. The, but then you played a few more games towards the end of the season. We sort of finished quite finished okay, didn't we? At the end, but you know, going into the end of the season, you must have felt you'd had a good season. Did you feel that? No. Did you not? No, because I wanted to. I wanted to play. I don't. I don't want to be in the squad. Like, I'm not saying I'm better, but in training, I'm scoring all the goals. In training, when I was younger, I'd do tricks and stuff. I'm not a teddy. I'm not going to mm. hold up. You have to put the ball in so I can like, run in, run on for the ball. Yeah. But they changed me to not, oh, stop doing tricks, stop doing flicks, stop doing this. But that's the thing. You, like, you're stopping me playing what I can do. Like, I can't do what you're asking me to do because I'm not big enough to do that. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah that's, in, that's interesting you say that, Steve, because I was reading a match report of the first Intertoto Cup game. Uh, it was actually in the Independent. One of the lines in it said, Spurs must have drawn encouragement from the showing of Stephen Slade, a 19-year-old striker from Romford who is built more like Joanna Lumley than Jonah Lomu. Uh, <laughs> would, you, would you say, uh, I think what I surmise from that is that you were maybe like just a typical kind of maybe lanky 19-year-old? Is that kind of fair to say at that time? To be honest, I was very strong. Like, no one can get me off the yeah. ball. No one. Apart from Seoul, no one can get me off the ball. You were physically ready for elite-level football. Yeah, that was, I was ready. Yeah. I, I, I was ready. I was ready to play. If you let me have, like, just 10 games, because then Rory Allen had so many games. Do you think at the time, because Sugar was involved, and I don't think he took the club seriously, that he possibly just wanted a big name up front? No, he did. He didn't even know who I was. Really? And, really? I I, and I didn't know who he was at the beginning. Like, mm. I remember him coming down after the game and I was like, who's this little geezer? <laughs> and he said, you, you can't talk to him like that. I was like, well, who is it? And he, went, he owns the football club. And I was like, oh, who? When I went to QPR and I had to go tribunal, they want to rate me at a million pound and they want to give me 250 a week wages. I only wanted a thousand pound. I played for England and Boja was on 10 grand. I think Bex was on 15, 20 grand. And yeah. I was like, on a £1,000, that's what I want, so I can move out and buy a car. Yeah, because you went for 350000 as well, which is, you know, quite... It's, for that time, it was a reasonable transfer fee. They're saying, oh, because I had to go to tribunal, because the Bosman rule came out at, when I was 24, and obviously I missed that, so that's why I just went, oh, people offer me loads of dough. And I went, so I was like, oh, it don't matter, but I should never have left. I should never have left. Why did you go to range? Were you pushed um, to leave because Spurs? Because it was funny. I had bad advice. I had Chris, Ar- Chris Armstrong's agent. Yeah. Said, oh, look, you can go and you'll be definitely playing. And it was worse. I played less at QPR than I did at Spurs. Really? Because oh. when you went to QPR, Steve, there was Kevin Gallon was there, Mark Haitley was there, Danny Dicchio was there, John Spencer was there, strikers. Did, yeah, they were rubbish. I mean, Haitley must have been the end of his career. Was he good? Did he give you any good advice? No. no I'm, I, I didn't take no advice off of them because I've just been I've, I've just been training with Jürgen Klinsmann, Paul Gascoigne. Yeah. You know, yeah. like proper strikers. <laughs> and I was like, how, I, I don't understand how, how Kevin Gallon played so much. But then he had, he played up front with Les Ferdinand. If you're playing up front with Les Ferdinand, you're going to score goals. It's a standard procedure. So you went to QPR, they'd just been relegated. And did, yeah. did you sort of, did you, they spent quite a lot, they brought a few players in. They got Kevin Peacock in, Steve Morrow from Arsenal and John Spencer from Chelsea. Did you feel you're going to be part of something? Or you go straight back up again? No. You finished... No. Ninth that season, didn't you? And the manager was the manager who took you there. Did he, he got sort sacked. of impress you? Yeah. So Ray Wilkins took you there. Was it? Was did he impress you when you met him? 
Yeah, because he, he wanted because he's a baller, he, and then I was like, oh, I've seen him play. So he gets what he does. He gets the ball in the midfield, and he just puts the strikers in. And I was like, oh, I definitely want to play with you. Yeah, and he's then, player manager, wasn't he? Yeah, and then he and then they said no, you can't play. And he was like, all oh, right, I'm off to Chelsea. And I was like, well, can I come then? And he's like, he doesn't <laughs> work like that. And that's when that's when I just stopped. I stopped loving football. It's only when Vinny Jones and Ray Hart had come that I started to play football again. Oh, okay. They, they let me play. Like just like, give him the ball and just let him do tricks, let him do stuff, and just let him free, let him free. Just, just you can just do it like kind of do what he wants. Because I, I, I always felt you'd be a better wider player as well because of your speed. Did, I, and I think I don't, I don't find the wide, but I'm not tracking back. Even at Spurs, they used to make me follow the defender all the way back, and I'd be and I'd go, I'm not doing it because. I don't ask the defender to come and help me score goals. Like a defender, that's your job to stop other people. Um, yeah. But I like to, oh, you can't say that. You're just a kid. And I'm like, yeah, I might be a kid, but I, to, I run all the way back to the goal, our goal. I've got to run all the way back up front again. By the time I get to the goal, I'm going to be tired. Right? Yeah. Happened to my legs. I could I had no power. <laughs> <laughs> and can I, can we just go back before we, before you joined QPR? You went to the Toulon tournament, the England under twenty ones. And to get into that squad was really quite impressive at the time. You must have been really pleased to be going to that tournament, weren't you? No, I wasn't pleased at all. I didn't want to go. Why, why did you not want to go then and play for England? I had a holiday books. <laughs> <laughs> and I'd just been caught in a newspaper, so I had to take my girlfriend away. Obviously, at the end of the season, you have to go in and see the manager, and he says, oh, you've got to be this or do that. And I remember him going to me, all right, you're going to go and play for England. And I went, no, I'm not. I went down on holiday. And he was like, well, no, you're not. Because obviously, if you pay for England, you do well. Your money goes up for the club, doesn't it, I suppose? Yeah. yeah. Oh, Steve, that's fantastic. That's really made me laugh. Yeah. <laughs> so, who was at the uh, heart of the England set-up at the time? The players, uh, coaches? Beckham was there. But yeah. this is this was before he... Uh, when, when I was there, they were raving on the back of the sky, Beckham, Beckham, Beckham. And I was like, he's rubbish. But yeah, I remember he did ping me a ball in from like 50 yards, like right to my toe. I remember mm-hmm. that... I think that was against Brazil and then that's when he came back and he scored from the halfway line and then after that he just started bending in free kicks all the time and I was like oh no he is actually really good <laughs> yeah. you, you did alright in that tournament as well I think you scored you scored our only goals you got you got a couple of goals there didn't you yeah I scored, I scored three goals what were the games we played in that have you got the stats for that um, so we, we, won a, we won one and lost three I think didn't we there was Belgium yeah. Angola Portugal and Brazil in the group, but there was some, there were some pretty, pretty decent players at that tournament who went on to have good yeah, careers. Like, like Boya. Yeah, Boya, yeah, yeah. Um, and then from the other countries as well, Nuno Gomez, Laurent Robert, uh, Cambiasso was there as well. Cambiasso, Cambiasso was there with Argentina, yeah. Oh my god! See, I don't see, see, I don't because I'm not a football person. Ludovic, so Ludovic, Julie. Like boxing, I can tell you everything. That's really amazed me, actually. I really thought, you know, that I didn't know you were into your boxing so much. That's really interesting. During that tournament, though, you must have been great being involved once you were there. Um, no, did, did you enjoy being time, there or not? First time of my life. Ended up, really? Yeah, I ended up having a fight. Ended up accidentally punching the England reserve manager in the face. Oh, Who's that? I don't know, some big geezer, Dave, I think his name was or something. We had a couple of days off. And it was really snidey at England. It was all clicky. Because obviously I had, I went with Chris Day and yeah. with only two Tottenham. And it was everything was about Beckham and his Man United people. Like everything was geared to them. And mm. I was like, I don't even really want to be here anyway. He was having boiled chicken and boiled potatoes every day. 
all the lads were on the coach going, oh, look, let's ask, let's ask for McDonald's. And I was like, okay, I'll ask them. They was like, what, are you going to ask it? I was like, what, you, you can't ask for McDonald's? I don't eat McDonald's, but I'll ask them. <laughs> so I asked, and obviously the managers went, what, McDonald's, are you joking? And I was like, well, I, I, was like, I don't even want it. And when it's with, like, Bex and that, and they was like, no, 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 we, we didn't ask. So we ended up having an argument on the bus. So then I went to punch him, and I ended up punching the man. Oh, <laughs> End of my England career. <laughs> I feel it's actually quite refreshing to hear someone who sort of is is not quite sycophantic in football and sort of speaks their own mind. Um, Peter, Sim, how do you sort of feel? It's quite interesting, isn't it? Did I actually hear that right? You you went to punch. Who who were you trying to punch? I went to punch Beckham. Right, and you ended up punching. About to mug me off, saying. Oh, I never said that. And I was like, well, I don't even eat McDonald's. So why would I ask for McDonald's for when I don't even eat it? And right. he was like, no, no, I didn't. And then I was obviously, because it's Beckham, they were going, all his mates going, no, he didn't say that. And then they used to do things like, because they would come down and be really busy in the morning for breakfast. They'd come down, like, say you have to be down at 10, they'd be there at half past nine. So like me, Boyard, and would come down, say like at 10 o'clock for our breakfast. But then they would write all the stuff on your, you've got to do a tick list for what you're eating that day. And they would like write my stuff down, like what I'm really having. And just stupid things like that. But then when I met Beckham again in, in uh, like Al, he was like, oh, I'm really sorry about all that. So I was with Chris Armstrong. And I was like, that's Beckham over there. And I was like, where you look, prick? Like, come <laughs> This is when he was obviously playing for Man United and like massive then. And I was like, you're playing out of order, man. He was like, no, I'm really sorry, you know. It wasn't really me. I was like, all right, cool, anyway, whatever, I know. Everyone was Beckham, Beckham, Beckham. It was all Beckham. But then, obviously, mm. I remember the manager, because none of them could do diving properly, but I just mm. learned that Jürgen Klinsmann had to dive properly. Dave <laughs> <laughs> Sexton, he was like, right, right, okay, we'll all watch Beckham. And I was like, I was like, he can't dive. I mean, he can't, I mean, he just looks like he's actually diving. Like, you've got to have a tackle. Yeah. Get contact before you can dive. I was like, oh, I'll show you. I was like, and then the only good thing was like, they was like, oh, okay, look, let's watch him how he does it, and I'll show them. Like showing them how to dive. The teams we played, they were like so strong and like men. Yeah, and going were very physical, weren't they? Yeah, they're too good. Apart from yeah. me, Boya, like who didn't mind having a, like a tear up on the pitch, kind of thing, like getting kicked, and I used to love that. I used to laugh. It used to make me laugh. And Lee, Lee Bowie was a decent player as well, wasn't he? Yeah, he was, but he's just a bit naughty, isn't he? <laughs> yeah, he was a bit. He's because he never played for Spurs. I think I, I never really sort of liked him that much. There's some good players, as we were saying. Some great players played in that. Gianni Van Bronckhurst also played in that tournament. So a lot of oh, really um, good players. Yeah. So I mean, you were in great company at the time. And did you? Sorry, can I ask you a question? Had you already signed the QPR before that tournament or you know, after? I can't even remember. I really can't remember. I, I, I remember being Jerry Francis telling me I've got to play for England. Basically, it's only since November, since I've had this cancer. Yeah. I've um, I completely blocked out football because basically I had bad attitude, but now I'm talking about stuff and I'm going to see people and talk. And obviously, my mum died at 49. My dad was mm. murdered when I was 21. Mm. as a child. So. No one knew that, so I was and obviously I've only just come to terms with it now, and that's why I was so angry all the time and stuff, and I didn't care. Yeah, I didn't care. Which is, if I if, it, if things didn't happen, then I would have probably been into football more. But what? boxing because I punch people. Yeah. yeah. Was there any support for people who were going through difficult times in no, football at that what, time? 
No, that's what me and Chris Hughton were saying. Like, like you said, that like, if you was playing now, they've got teams of people that go to your house and they look after your family, and it's all, it's a completely different setup now. Yeah. Like, you know, so before it gets any higher, um, before it sort of gets out of hand, then you're already being looked after. After QPR, then you went. Um, you had a bit of time in Brentford on loan, and then you sort of went to Cambridge. Then you went into non-league. Yeah. Um, you sort of dropped out of football, but you did go to Iceland. What was that like? God, it's rubbish. <laughs> it made Iceland made QPR seem like Tottenham. Oh, really? John Fashioning told me that he's like, yeah, you can go there. But, like the money, yeah. I, the money was good. I was getting like three grand a week, but it was so boring. Were you just disillusioned with football a little bit, and you sort of you sort of flirted with some non-league stuff? But did you were you just disillusioned with football after say QPR? Do you think? No, after Tottenham. Oh, really? finished. Yeah, it's finished. Football finished for me after Tottenham. I went to their ground and I was like, is this your main ground? And they was like, yeah. And I was like, wow. <laughs> wow. And I went to the training ground. I was like, oh my God. Like, we were training at British Gas thing and we're sharing the car park with British <laughs> Gas vans. I'm like, you can't park that next to my car. <laughs> <laughs> my car and do you, do you, so did you, did you not ever want to go into football, say coaching afterwards? Oh, Are you not no, interested in that? No way. I can't stand football. Uh, now I don't mind it because it was a big part of my life. But then you, I couldn't wait. I couldn't wait to finish training and go home. If you didn't seem to have like a, a really deep love of football, what was it as a kid that sort of made people say that you could actually make it as a player? I was just good at all sport. I was number one at tennis in the country. Football, obviously, I played. But it's boxing that I wanted to do. Basically, I used to get bullied. And then my dad took me to boxing. I didn't like it. And then once I worked out boxing, it was just wicked. I could, I'd just fight anybody. Because <laughs> <laughs> obviously a boxer will always beat a fighter in a street fight. So and I, I, I never really got into any fights after that. And then I went, when I went to football, I went to Spurs, my fitness levels were ridiculously high. And then when I signed pro for a year, I went to go back to the gym at boxing. I couldn't even do one round in the pants. Wow. Yeah. Okay. But football that's, that's... now... It's, it's, it's a different yeah you have to be an athlete now but back then that's what I'm saying after training it's burgers and it's fizzy drinks have you um, been to see a football game say in the last five years then no really? the last ten years um, no wow. you remember the last game you had to go and see um, yeah when I was playing at QPR I had to go and, uh, go and watch the game because I was oh wow yeah, yeah. Um, I'm going to go I'm going to go and watch men running around <laughs> oh, Steve, Steve, we love doing that. <laughs> I don't, you know, it's not your job, is it? Yeah, no, good point, actually. When it's your good. job, it's just like, well, I see this every day in training. Why would I want to go and watch it? Because, uh, I'm, I'm angry because I should be playing. <laughs> yeah. But now I'm just obviously like, focusing on my children, staying away from people that are drinking, mm. doing drugs. Like, I'm just happy. I'm just like, for the first time ever, I'm happy. Oh, that's good. Yeah, I'm just uh, I'm just content and happy now. So that's what I'm oh. saying. Bowel cancer is the best thing that's ever happened to me. Are you living out in Essex now? Yeah, I'm just waiting to move into uh, my place. Because obviously what I'm saying, this corona thing is messing me up. I was supposed to move into my place two months ago. I didn't get a chance to ask you about Gaza. Did you maybe... Oh, brush? such a legend. You... Such a legend. Did you brush shoulders with him at all? Or yeah, I, I, I used to have to be boot boy, but I wouldn't clean his boots. Because right, okay. <laughs> after training, what their pros would do, obviously, then I started doing it when I turned pro. They'd take their boots off and throw them. 
Yeah, so you yeah. have to go and get them. And I remember Gaz was throwing his boots, and I went, he went, yeah, you you got to get them. I went, I'm not getting your boots, mate. <laughs> I went, you're mad. I went, I'm going in. He was like, seriously, you get my boots? I was like, I'm not getting them. And then he was like, you know what, you're quite funny. If you want me to do your boots, bring them in. Yeah, yeah. Bang the mud off and bring them in. He just used to give things like the kit man would be on the roof of the van. He'd jump in it and start driving around. He brought, <laughs> I think he brought an, an, an ostrich to training. Right. Yeah, he did. Yeah. Like, he'd, get, he'd go missing. He'd go missing for days. No one could find that. Do you know what I mean? That, uh, that, you, you couldn't get a more bad influence to, of, of a person around me. But, but I used to love him. I thought he was so funny. Did you see much in training? Was he fantastic? Yeah. Uh, it's, it's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. Like, right. cause I don't know how he does it. Because he's fatty. Like, and <laughs> I don't know how he does it. He's just, and he just goes past people. They're like Messi. He goes past people. And Messi's not even fast, though. When yeah. Gazza wasn't fast, he just goes past people. And I, uh, and I remember I had a day off of training because he'd done his knee in a cup yeah. final or something. Yeah, tried to two two foot someone on the sideline, and he had, had his knee. We had a day off school to play at the main ground across the pitch. This is when Venables was there. Um, he was just running past people. No one was tackling him because he wasn't allowed to tackle him because it was his first game back. Yeah, like his training game. So I think we had the game on Saturday. So I just two footed him. Oh, uh, uh, <laughs> Venables was going mad, and he got up and he brushed himself up. And he was like, "Yeah, he was like great tackle, lady, great tackle." He was like, don't worry about Venables, I'll sort him out. I was like, yeah, yeah. just running past you. Like, that's not going to happen on Saturday. <laughs> I just want to ask you about a couple of players who were sort of coming through when I was younger and one of my mates played in the same team as them was uh, Vinnie Samways and David Howes. Did you sort of see those two players as someone you could follow into the first team? No. No? No. Vinny, you, you had Vinny, but then you had Naeem. Yeah. So I wanted to be like Naeem. I don't think he's a good footballer. Oh, uh, really? No, I don't think. I don't. Not when you've got Gaza, yeah. you have Klinsman, Naeem. Like, they're yeah. from, like, to me, they made me want to be them, like be footballers. The rest of them, I'm like, I'm better than you. They've both been part of that uh, 91 Cup final winning team, though, uh, Samways and um, David Howells, haven't they? Yeah, yeah they had. And, uh, yeah. I don't think Naeem was starting. He wasn't starting the game. The skill level that they play at, if they give it away, everyone moans. But when you watch stuff abroad, they give it away alone. They give it like Messi gives it away a lot. You just don't really see it, but he gives it away doing trying to do tricks. So does Ronaldo. But if you let people play, like and enjoy themselves, you, you, you get the, you get more out of them. If you take their like, if you took the anger out of Rooney, you see what happens. When you take the anger out of him, he's rubbish. Yeah. Yeah, he, he plays on the edge, doesn't he? Yeah. Plays on the edge. I think you played like that. I always remember watching you play when you used to come on and I guess that Southampton game. You were angry, you were aggressive, you were fast, you were yeah. in people's faces. And I think if you took that away from you, possibly you wouldn't have been half the players. You think definitely. Why for you could we not keep hold of people like Naeem and you know uh, Klinsman and maybe even someone like Jacob Popescu? All these people spent a few years at Spurs and then moved on, and maybe the team didn't progress as much during this period. <laughs> why, why do you think that was? When you come from a foreign and you come to here, you can see that, like, we was eating burgers. And stuff, like, <laughs> <laughs> like, like, these, these people that are coming in, like, you, you can't give Jürgen Klinsmann beef burgers after training in a bun <laughs> and hot dog. And, like, he's, he's like, he's Mr. Mr. Fitness, you know? Yeah. Brilliant. And uh, obviously, he, he, like, that's, that, well, that's what I think. You can't, they, these people that have come in, they've come in and they're 
skillful. They they don't go out. They don't go drinking. That's their thing. But these, they would stay after training and stuff and do extra bits. And I'd be like, "Why are you doing extra? Oh, you're amazing." You got no, no, no. You got to do it. And it's just they, they're mm-hmm. just their level of professionalism was too much for Tottenham. Oh, really? And that's what I think. That's really yeah, interesting. When Christian Gross come in, they said all the lads started getting yump because they was all changing their diets and everything. What, and the like, boiled chicken? Yeah. Was it, <laughs> was it boiled chicken without the sauce? Was it no sauce on that? That's what I mean, boiled chicken and that. Like. No spices. <laughs> Let's go TJ on Fridays and get some burgers and ribs. And some beers in as well. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't drink, but that's what they do. Sim, have you got any other questions? Yeah, just one more. I, I suppose you, you've kind of illustrated to us that you weren't really in love with football and maybe haven't well you said you haven't really stayed kind of involved with football since you stopped playing and I'm just wondering if you had any because an organisation that's been had a lot of bad press recently I think uh, ex-striker right now Dave Kitson is running for the PFA chairman and he's um, he's actually also a Spurs fan but you recently said that just mentioning that organisation will just reduce a footballer to, to just laughing basically do you have an opinion on the PFA? I like the PFA. Oh, you do? Because they, they get a lot of bad press, and but I think it's a transitioning organisation right now. But did they, were they helpful to you whenever you wanted to go to them? I, I never went to them. You all, all I did is that Stuart never got, I remember him telling me, that I think when I was like 37, he went, have you run the PFA yet? And I was like, what for? He went, for your pension money? And I went, what are you talking about? And then he said, well, ring them up. And I was like, oh, they ain't going to have any money for me. And I rang them up. And the woman was like, yeah, you've got X amount. I was like, all right, send 120 grand down to Jack Barkley now, please. I'm going to buy a car. Oh, wow. wow. <laughs> she was like, I don't think you should spend... I was like, listen, I didn't even know I had this money. I didn't even know I had it. So I'm buying a new Bentley. So can you send me the money, please? So why do you think some footballers are so critical of the of it then? I don't know. I don't follow it. So I, I, I didn't even know like, about it, but... Obviously, I, I think there was, I heard something about the PFA that they were doing investments or there was something something about money. They're not paying the players properly and stuff like that. Well, me, they paid me. Okay. So I, so I Brilliant. So I don't have any um, anything bad to say about them. Oh, that's good. Good to hear. I've just got one more question as well, Steve. Um, it's, yeah. what, you could go back. Uh, is there, what would you have changed? What would you have done differently? I would have not been abused because obviously that ruined me. Do you know what I mean? From an early age. So if yeah. I could turn back, that would have been it. And then I would have been a footballer, I suppose. And signing my 250 pound a week contract, I should have signed that. Yeah. Okay. And if I did, I probably wouldn't be speaking to you now. So I'd probably be too big a footballer. Yeah, I'll come on, Steve. We were a massive podcast. <laughs> you'd be out with, you'd be out with Max. <laughs> Anyway, anyway, Steve, it's been brilliant. Really, yeah, really gosh, appreciate gosh. your openness. It's been wonderful to hear, hasn't it, guys? Yeah, it's been very, very uh, frank and candid. You know, great talking to you, Steve. Yeah, thanks, Steve. Thanks, yeah, Steve. it's been, been really interesting. Thanks for getting me on. Pleasure. I haven't had a Spurs fan who had a go yet. Well, that's fantastic. That's great to hear. But thanks, thanks again to Steve. Thanks again to Sim and Pete. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Um, it's been a really, really great podcast. And keep listening to At YE1 Spurs. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Steve. Thanks, guys. Keep safe. Take care, Wayne. Cheers, guys. Bye, bye. Bye.